Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. We got our free agency frenzy still upon us, folks. A lot of stuff to talk here in the NFL. Dominic, I'm excited to do the show. We got a little bit of March Madness we could talk about as well. But before we get into that, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing, William. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Like I said, March Madness, I think brackets are being busted left and right with FDU uh, winning this past weekend over uh, over Purdue. A bunch of one seeds gone already. It's been an incredible tournament. Uh, how much have you caught? I've caught most of it. I've been glued to it, actually. And uh, yeah, no, it hasn't disappointed as uh, just like in years past. Yeah, I'm done, unfortunately. Kansas loss. I was really shocked. I thought they were going to repeat. So yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm lucky. I still have Houston available. Houston's left, but uh, you know, you never know. I wouldn't be surprised to see them gone. Been an incredible tournament, really exciting. So yeah, hopefully you guys have uh, have caught some of it. Let's jump to the NFL right now. So I guess the big story, Dom. You talk about Aaron Rodgers, and he finally on the Pat McAfee show made it clear he wants to play with the New York Jets, and I think that's super cool. And I think ultimately it's probably over the last like little while where we thought he was going to go, but there's no deal done. Right. And he could, at this point, the Packers can kind of do, I don't want to say they can do what they want, but they know he wants to go to the New York jets and I'm sure they're going to be asking for a lot from the jets now. So it's like, they're kind of at this stalemate. I'm really curious to see how long this is going to last. Uh, Cause I thought a deal was going to be done fairly quickly. As soon as he announced like where he wanted to go, I was like, okay, this is a done deal. And you know, it should be, I spoke to a New York jets fan the other day and he said, no, 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 we're going to get it done. And I said, okay, I'm a little, I don't want to say concerned, but at this point, like, there has to be a, a deal reached. It's great he wants to go with the New York Jets, and it's great you know he wants to uh, to continue his career there. But if they don't agree on you know what's going to happen, the trade and the amount of money he's going to get, this may not happen as as much as people would like for it to happen. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with this organization. Green Bay has been causing problems for their quarterbacks throughout their history, and this story will not go away, and it won't be any different. Aaron Rodgers is currently a hostage under the Green Bay Packers organization. And I say that lightly only because I honestly think that the guy deserves to move on. But at the end of the day, it's probably going to be some draft capital that's in between either a second round pick or first round pick. There's talk about two first round picks. There's no way that the Jets are going to give two first round draft picks. I know there was the the huge story about what the the Rams have to give up to Detroit to get Stafford. I don't think this is the same situation. There's a lot of cap problems for the Green Bay Packers, which if I'm the Jets, you know, I could play hardball on that front. So at the end of the day, something will get done. I don't think it's going to be two first rounders. It'd probably be one first round draft pick in a third round. Let's just move on for both franchises. And I'm tired of the story already as well. But something tells me this is going to linger for a while. Because the Green Bay Packers are just bitter. Aaron Rodgers is just bitter. And at the end of the day, that's just not good for business. No, it's not. And that's the thing. Like, I can see this lingering, like you said, for a very long time as well. And I think, like, the the longer it does, the the worse it is, obviously, for both parties here. But the more I can see, like, him not being in the New York Jets uniform, I don't know, like... People just seem to be sure it's going to happen. And at the end of the day, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen as well. But it's like, you know... They can ask for the 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 house, the anything at this point, and they're kind of like you know at their mercy because they, they know that the the Aaron Rodgers wants to play with the New York Jets. But and you can bring up a good point, Dom, is that like obviously he was not treated well by where Green Bay Packers, and you know he made it clear that he wants to get a receiver, blah blah blah. And it all started with there. Why the heck haven't Green Bay Packers gotten him a receiver? Um, and maybe he's going to try to make this as difficult as as the Packers as possible. But uh, you know, I'm I'm getting curious to see that if this is going to happen within the next little while, do we start hearing rumors about the Jets trying to go after another quarterback? Do we hear that, you know, Aaron Rodgers may decide to retire? Is there any chance Aaron Rodgers stays with Green Bay? I really don't think it does. I think it's either going to be he's going to play with the, the Jets or he's going to retire. I'm sure it's going to work out, but uh, I, I'm it, it's starting to get annoying at this point. You know, it was great he made his announcement on the Pat McAfee show. At that point, you think, like, okay, the deal is going to be done within the next few days. Nothing happens. We don't hear about 
anything about the news a week later. And, uh, you know, I think this, uh, this story is kind of like, uh, I want to say dry at this point, but you know, you never know because a deal needs to be done and obviously it hasn't been done. And I'm with you, Dominic, it's, it's starting to get, uh, a little bit annoying at this point. Oh, it definitely is. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I want to play hardball, you know what I say? I want to play for the Green Bay Packers. I think one of his bad moves is that he said on the Pat McAfee show right away that he wanted to play for the Jets. So therefore, the ball, you know, all the advantage now came back onto the Green Bay Packers side. Right. If if Aaron Rodgers is smart, he books another interview and he says, I want to play for the Green Bay Packers. And what that does is that it forces Green Bay's hand because... He he obviously wants to be traded, and Green Bay obviously wants to trade him. They they actually went out there and said, "Yes, we're moving on with Jordan Love. That's what we want to do." So if they're doing that, then for crying out loud, do it and just yeah. let Aaron Rodgers go. But they're it seems like again they're greedy, and every team wants to get the maximum what they want. I mean, the guy's still good, but he probably has one or two years left in the tank, in my opinion. So stop asking for two first round draft picks. And just settle with maybe one first and a fourth or a third, and I think everything would be okay. Yeah, I'm. It'd be cool. Like at the end of the day, just get this deal done with, and uh, and you kind of move on. We'll have to uh, see what happens. There's a, there. there's a lot of money on the line with For regard sure. to Jordan Love's contract. So Green Bay better smart up, or they might be stuck with Aaron Rodgers next year, disgruntled. And then have to trade him the following year and lose a boatload of money when it comes to salary cap. It's it's a great point, Dom. And you know, you think about it like, okay, Rogers is potentially gonna leave. And like, where does this leave the Green Bay Packers now, right? Because they lose uh one of the better better receivers in uh in Lazard there to the New York Jets and in a move to try and get uh Aaron Rodgers there and, and get his buddy in town. So it looks like Jordan Love's gonna be the guy, right? And a few years ago when they drafted Jordan Love and you know completely shocked the world in that first round, it was wow, okay, so the Green Bay Packers are not that they're not sold on, on Rogers, but like they're not gonna do their job to help him. And like, you know, in case Rogers leave, Godfrey gets hurt, we don't know what's gonna happen. We wanna have a solid backup. And it looks like it's gonna be Jordan Love's job at this point. So I'm you know curious to see what he's able to do with Green Bay because we really haven't seen much from him in terms of uh, his ability to kind of be that guy, just because he hasn't played much. But in the time that he has played, he, he hasn't looked like what the, the Green Bay Packers were were hoping he would. And look, sh- granted, it's a short amount of time. We haven't really seen much. And, you know, we don't know how many reps he's getting. And it's a difficult situation for him to be in. But like the, this Green Bay Packers team, Dominic, is really shifting gears. And for a team that's been so consistent year after year, winning the division, making the playoffs, being a Super Bowl contender uh, after missing the playoffs this year and now potentially being in a rebuild mode, the Green Bay Packers are in a bit of unfamiliar territory, right? Like, who is their wide receiver number one? Is it Watson? And if it is, can he be consistent enough? What do they have in Jordan Love? What are they going to do, you know, with uh, with the running game now? It looks like Aaron Jones is going to be staying pat, but his name has been floating around as as, uh, as trade bait over the last little while. So is, what is this Green Bay Packers team going to do? And it's, it's going to be weird to see this team in a rebuilding mode because we're so accustomed to this team you know fighting for that Super Bowl year in and year out that uh, you know Green Bay's in like I said unfamiliar territory at this point I think some solid foundations are intact in Green Bay at the offensive line position I also like Romeo Dobbs as a wide receiver I think he's a great route runner and Christian Watson's a great play action receiver there are some pieces there in Green Bay. It's just a matter of figuring out who's going to be the guy throwing the ball. And I agree 100% with you. Jordan Love, at the end of the day, uh, might not even be the guy for Green Bay. But at this point, I think Green Bay is just willing to move on. And even if Jordan Love isn't the guy, they're going to probably draft a quarterback next year. Yeah, that I think that would like you know, that'd be the safe bet. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, we talked about the New York Jets and how this affects them. That division, Dominic, the AFC East is uh, has been exciting over the last little while. We got signings left and right just over the last few days. We got Mike Kosicki, Dominic, from Miami Dolphins joining the New England Patriots on a one-year deal. Was super sad to see him go. But I think at the end of the day, I said it on the show before and I'll say it again. It wasn't fair to Miami for him to for us to keep him, and it wasn't fair for him for us to keep him we weren't using him enough and you know he's he's way too talented of a player to, to you know to only see one or two targets a game and uh you know i think that it was 
I don't want to say the best for both parties here because it, it kind of sucks to lose him, but it's uh, I think it just this was something that uh, was going to happen. It's tough to see him leave to go to uh, Miami's rival there in the New England Patriots, but uh, I think the Patriots got a good signing here. Uh, like I said, it's a one-year deal. going to see what they have in him. Good target, big guy for, for Mac Jones, especially in the red zone, so I think that'll help him out. And he has been a few other signings in the AFC East over the last few days, but uh, I think uh, Patriots did well in getting, in getting Mike Kosicki here. I love this signing. This is like Gronk 2.0 joining <laughs> Bill Belichick, the master when it comes to play calling at the tight end position. Yeah, I, I see a big upgrade here for the New England Patriots. One guy that absolutely has to go now is Hunter Henry. I don't yeah. want to see Hunter Henry in a New England Patriots uniform. There was just no fit there for him. And it was kind of shocking, though, but uh, he really didn't pan out for those uh, Patriots. As for uh, the rest of the roster, you know, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They still have a Devontae Parker, who I don't really like Devontae Parker, but one thing he can do is take the top off defenses yeah. uh, with speed, and uh, that's always good. Probably going to give a lot more room for Juju and a lot more room for Gazinki. So I think there's going to be something interesting happening here with the Patriots. They have to do something. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you bring in a veteran quarterback to kind of put pressure here in New England? There's two of them available. And you know how Belichick is, you know, he brought Matt Castle back from the grave at one point from Kansas City yeah. and ended up almost making the playoffs with him that one year. I think that it's all about play design in New England. And I think that putting a lot of pressure on those young quarterbacks to perform, having a veteran behind would be a great thing to do. What are your thoughts on that? That's a, that's a really good point. And the, the more you, you kind of can like talk about it, the more I think it makes sense because of Belichick and, and everything. And look, Mac Jones had, had statistically has been, been a, a decent quarterback, a pretty good quarterback. I'm not sure Patriots fans are sold on him. I'm not sure I'm sold on him either. There were at times last year where the offense looked very like stagnant and, you know, nothing was happening. They were going three and out and there was just no spark to this offense. So potentially bringing in a guy, like you said, of any of the, the veterans available, I think that could, you know, provide that little spark that, you know, Mac Jones needs. And I, if I'm the Patriots, Dominic, I'm not ruling that out. I think that may be a good idea for them in the long run. I agree. I could see either Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan, either or, ending up in New England. I know Belichick's a competitor, and I think he's going to have a short leash, Mac Jones, he will. Uh, Billy Zappi, yeah, okay, it was nice to see last year for two seconds. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we all know that a veteran quarterback definitely could be the answer here in New England. And there's two of them available. I honestly might take a chance on Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan, he's a definitely a solid passer. He's a proven passer and a guy that's a, a healthy quarterback compared to Carson Wentz, which you never know what you're going to get with Carson Wentz. I think Matt Ryan's the safer bet. And with the tutelage of Bilicek, I think that could potentially shock a lot of people and they could have success in New England. Yeah, you know, the Matt Ryan one, Dominic, is uh, it's kind of uh, out of left field, but I kind of like that one. Like, I could see him, you know, fitting in there well, a veteran, uh, you know, a guy who's, uh, <laughs> see what you want about him blowing that big lead, but, you know, he's played in big games, and, uh, you know, he's, he's I don't want to say he's got the job done because he hasn't, but, you know, he's played in big-time moments, and, and I think that... Uh, He's a guy that it seems fairly good at fitting into into the majority of systems. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see for New England there and Mac Jones because like um, Patriots fans, I feel for the most part are fifty fifty on them. A lot of them are like, yeah, no, he's not the guy who was good in college and like he, he had a decent first year, but like we're not going to, you know, he, he's kind of uh, we've seen the ceiling with him. And then the other is like, no, you know, we got to get him some receivers, we got to get him some help. So I think like bringing in guys like Juju is is big. And you know, look at that roster now overall. Dominic for the New England Patriots. You got Juju Smith Schuster, like you mentioned. You got Mike Kosicki. You have Jacoby Myers now. You have Devontae Parker. That's a good 50 50 ball winner. Um, they lost actually uh, Damian Harris uh, just uh, the, over the last few days to their bitter rivals, the Buffalo Bills. So that run game now may look a little bit different, but even Harris was a bit up and down uh, at the at the end of the season, the course of the season as well. So uh, Patriots, I think like they've done good in the offseason so far. It's, it's hard to say with their offseason moves that they've gotten worse. I think they've gotten you know quite better, especially on the offensive side. And like I said, this offense needed a spark. And I think with the guys they have now, Dom, uh, it's, they, they have the potential, potential to to put up more points in offense and to just be a more exciting team overall. 
No, I agree. I like the little signing with James Robinson. This guy was yes. someone who was disrespected out of Jacksonville. Yeah. And he's got a lot of upside left, very young, smaller running back. But I think they can have a good run, one-two punch with Ramondre Stevenson and Robinson. That could be pretty interesting if the offensive line holds. I think with, that's what it's going to come down to is how good that offensive line is going to be in New England. That's going to be the deciding factor on the success for those Patriots. Hey, offensive line always huge. You win and lose games in the trenches. Uh, a few other signings over the uh, over the course of the week. The one that stood out to me was uh, Adam Thielen actually taking his talents and going to the Carolina Panthers. First thing I think about here. Well, actually, l- let me pass it to you, Dom, and I want I want to see where you're going to go with this. What are your thoughts on Adam Thielen joining the Carolina Panthers? And obviously, you know, you got to think that taking a quarterback at one, they're going to look a, a lot different than they have in uh, you know over in the last little while, losing DJ Moore, but now bringing in a guy like Adam Thielen and losing obviously McCaffrey last season. What uh, what do you think about this uh, Adam Thielen signing to Carolina? What I'm seeing right now is is this team wants to win quick. And I like that. I think they're building something very competitive. We talked about two years ago that this team, in my opinion, had the best draft. I thought defensively, this team was sound. I obviously liked Gilmore when he was in the secondary. Yeah. He's obviously gone to Dallas now, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. They could maybe even address that in the draft. That being said, look at this team right now. Miles Sanders from Philadelphia. I honestly love Miles Sanders. If he can stay healthy, he could be a really good running back for those Carolina Panthers. Hayden Hurst, you saw what he did with Burrow. He actually showed up in Cincinnati. I was really impressed with his athletic ability last year. Really good pickup. Now they pick up. Yeah, absolutely. Now they pick up Adam Thielen, a guy who not even two years ago was a touchdown machine. Like this guy is definitely a good veteran to add in any locker room. And we talked about him last week. They already have Terrace Marshall Jr., who I think will just keep on improving year in and year out. All really good signings. Now, I overheard that whoever they draft at quarterback will be starting immediately. So... I know year one is going to be a bumpy one, but I think that at least he has veteran presence to actually move and move forward in a division that is wide open. So all that being said, everything Carolina is doing is really, really good and solid. It's up to Frank Wright to steer the ship in the right direction. I really like this signing uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Like, look, you lose DJ Moore, who's your, your best receiver. Uh, in terms of, you know, production and everything. And, you know, was solid there, made some big plays there. Uh, and with the Carolina Panthers, you're bringing Adam Thielen, who is a solid wide, wide receiver number two for a very long time in Minnesota. And, yes, that Miles Sanders, Donald, thank you for bringing that up. That is a really good signing as well. Big loss for the Eagles. Curious to see how they're going to try and replace them, although they, they do got their fair share of backs there in Philadelphia. But, yeah, this team, for sure there's going to be bumps in the road. And I like the idea of, like you just mentioned, bringing in the quarterback and, you know, starting him right away. I know kind of you have a different opinion and like it's, I think it's split. Like a lot of people have like their, their reasons as to why they would start a quarterback right away, why they wouldn't, why they would kind of sit, sit someone behind a veteran and let him learn. I am mean, you know, a guy, look, let the rece- let the quarterback make his mistakes in his first year. He's going to learn the system. There's going to be a lot of growing pains in Carolina, right? Like no one's expecting this team to come up and, you know, w- potentially fight for Super Bowl within the next two, three, maybe even four years. But like you said, which is a very good point, the division is wide open. Like right now, look, with New Orleans, obviously you have, uh, you have Derek Carr coming in and, uh, and, I guess they're the favorites to win the division now. Like, I'm really curious to see what uh, Las Vegas does in terms of betting to see who's favorites to win the division. I- I'll ask you right now, Dominic, if, who do you think right now would be favored to win that division? It definitely is the Saints, but okay, I'm keeping yeah. an eye. Yeah, it has to be the Saints. Yeah. But I'm keeping an eye on what's going on with Alvin Kamara. He's got a lot of legal problems, and he's the key to that offense. Derek Carr is a subpar quarterback. I know... I like Olave a lot. I think he's an amazing receiver, but uh, you're going to need some running game and there's going to be a lot of turnovers with Derek Carr and that defense could hold up, but it's only for so long. This is a 500 team. I said it before. So Carolina, all you got to do is play 500 football and you're right. 
Well, that's the thing, right? Like Alvin Kamara, he has his issues. And even Michael Thomas has like, when he's on the field, he's a baller, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the field over the last few seasons. So there's a lot of question marks there. All that being said, the division is more open than it has been in years past. Obviously, Brady, Le Brady leaving and, uh, well, Brady retiring for now. Got to wait and see what happens there. But yeah, so for Carolina, look, Curious to see who they drafted number one, what's going to happen there. And, uh, yeah, the signings over the last few days have been good. So you don't necessarily have to have, you know, be four, five, six games over 500 in order to win this division. And I think that Panthers fans are okay with that. Look, since Cam Newton left, they haven't really had that quarterback. Sam Darnold was supposed to be the guy. Unfortunately, he hasn't been. And you kind of have replacements here. We know P.J. Walker from the XFL. He had a, a good first few games uh, and then you have you right they draft Matt Corral uh, just a few seasons back and then he gets injured so it's like mm, where does this team go for there so I think that uh, the the whoever gets drafted this team is going to have you know all the and also all the pieces but they're going to have the keys to the car right and it's going to be up to this specific person to potentially bring this guy these guys to the promised land but for me Dom I'm going to flip this around a little bit and I love the Adam Thielen signing for the Carolina Panthers but I don't like the fact that Minnesota so to let him go. I know Justin Jefferson's the guy right now. I know he could be wide receiver. One, two, three, four, five, and six for this team. He's that good. Right now, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. You could even make a case he's the best player in the NFL. There just doesn't seem anything that he can't do. He's incredibly consistent, and he's, he's a baller for sure. But I, I think that having the Adam Thielen as your wide receiver, too, on this team for Minnesota was huge because – you know, there's games where, I mean, the majority of the time, Justin Jefferson is getting double teamed. And I, I think that even when Adam Thielen wasn't used on this offense and, you know, wasn't getting the production he's used to getting, just having him there is valuable and knowing as a defense, okay, you know, we got to keep an eye on this guy too, right? Like this guy is no Justin Jefferson. He doesn't have speed. He doesn't have youth. He doesn't have the athleticism, but he's solid. He's, he is, he runs great routes. He's a heck of a smart player and he can make uh, fantastic catches when his number is called. So I'm a little disappointed for Minnesota, Don, that they, they ended up letting him go. I get, you're going to have to pay Justin Jefferson and I get like, you know, this team has a lot of studs and you're going to have to keep them happy, but I really would have done everything I could to keep a guy like Adam Thielen for a for the locker room and B just because because I think the presence of having him on the football field, even when he's not getting targeted, is huge. So curious to see how this team, you know, fares without him. But I think this is a bigger loss than they're making it out to be. And I think it's a bigger loss than, uh, than you know, the NFL media is making it out to be in general. Because Thielen's a heck of a receiver, man. Yeah, he is. And uh, I think this is probably a Kevin O'Connell decision. New head coach from Minnesota. Probably changing the pieces here and there most likely going to go and address that position in the draft. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not KJ Osborne is going to be the, the answer as a, a number two in Minnesota. A lot of people do like him. I'm 50-50. I want to see more out of him. We all know Justin Jefferson is a really good receiver, but now he's going to face a lot of coverage. So we'll have to see what kind of year he has next year. This team lost some pretty big pieces as well. Uh, we talked about Kendricks going to the Chargers. That's a, yeah. their defensive captain. Uh, so there's a whole new kind of like defensive scheme that might need to be implemented in Minnesota. And I do like one guy, and this is, might be the key to this offense, is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. If TJ Hawkinson ends up being almost like the number two wide receiver in this team, he might have a huge fantasy year next year, whether or not Kirk Cousins could deliver, because we don't know with Kirk Cousins, it's a 50-50 coin toss every single game. Yeah. And I don't like the fact that they're thinking about moving Dalvin Cook that's another great piece to that offense. If Dalvin Cook leaves this team and they don't replace him with the number one running back, maybe even a first round draft pick with the running back, uh, Minnesota's not going to make the playoffs. It's that simple. This division is, I know, wide open, but there's teams like the Bears and the Lions that are right behind and are hungry. So Minnesota better watch out. If you do any more tweaking, you're going to be out of the playoffs. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm with you on that, Hawkinson. I, I really liked him. I was very impressed how easily he seemed to fit on this offense where like he came over from Detroit same division but like he came in and it seemed to be like a a perfect fit a, a match made in heaven like he was balling out and there, were, there was a, a few games he had where it was like damn like <laughs> everyone knew he was good but it's like he wasn't supposed to be this good right away in this system and uh, you know he was he was great for those Minnesota Vikings and uh, you know that's obviously he left the Detroit Lions and there's a lot of question marks surrounding a few teams we talk about the AFC East 
East being exciting, but that division is going to be exciting as well with uh, the Chicago Bears now, you know, DJ Moore and with all the draft capital they have and Justin Justin Fields having uh, a great year last year. The Detroit Lions now, you know, they had a heck of an end of the season last year. Very exciting team. They're kind of that up and coming team. And the St. Brown has been uh, has been an incredible story for the uh, for this for this team. Green Bay, a lot of question marks surrounding them. Who like whoever would have thought that you could see the team coming in last year? Like, if I were to tell you the Packers were finished last in the division of this upcoming season, would you even be that surprised? I would be surprised if the Packers get lost because they do have talent. And uh, yeah. I do like Christian Watson. I do like Romeo Dobbs. I think that offense is still going to move. Uh, the coach did prove himself. Matt LaFleur, he's been there for a while. I don't think they're going to finish last. I don't know why. It's kind of odd. Mm. I think that they're going to be really pumped up to play and prove a lot of people wrong if uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't around. But I don't think they make the playoffs. I think right now we're going to see a changing of the guard in the north. And I honestly think the Detroit Lions or Chicago Bears are on the rise and one of them are going to win the division. That'd be awesome you know, to see one of those two young up-and-coming teams. What do you think it will be, Dominic, for either of these teams to win the division? Like we know it was Minnesota that won this past season. What do you think, you can say either Detroit or Chicago or both if you want, what do you think they need to do in order to surpass the Minnesota Vikings? And I say, like, look, let's even say the Green Bay Packers too, in order to make the playoffs. Because like, look, the stories have been great. A lot of potential in the NFL. We were potential, potential, potential. And that's always great. But you got to put... You know, you're you got to put like the, the money where your money where your mouth is, right? And be able to produce on the football field. So, what do you think it is for either of these two teams? It's going to take for them to kind of you know cement themselves in the NFC North and say like you know this is our division now. We're going to be the Green Bay Packers of old that wins this division left, right, and every single year. And you're going to have to fear us. What would you say a few things that these guys are missing, or do you think right now with the pieces that they have in Chicago and the draft capital and DJ Moore and whatever they did to to improve, are they okay? Or do you think there's a few missing pieces now for for either of these teams? I think it's going to come down to coaching. Obviously, it usually always does come down to coaching. Dan Campbell definitely is a leader. I think that the team has galvanized around him. I think they've built a hell of a football team. And this year is the year for them. And it's going to come down to whether Jared Goff is a choker or a winner. And I think, unfortunately, Jared Goff is a choker. And they, they might even draft a big quarterback this year and prove Jared Goff was just a, a, a fill-in until this moment came. I think that's what you do. I think you draft a quarterback, whoever it is. That's going to be the perfect timing for the future for the Detroit Lions. As much people might like Goff. This guy is good when the season happens. He's terrible in the playoffs. He can't handle the pressure. He can't handle the rush. But boy, do they ever have some great pieces. In St. Brown, great receiver. They drafted Jameson Williams. Keep an eye on this guy. This guy might yeah. take the NFL by storm this year. He's going to be healthy. He might not. He might be the number one wide receiver by the year end. So I honestly think Detroit, if they get good coaching and they decide to draft a quarterback, and they kind of like whip Jared Goff into shape. That's pretty much how you're going to take this team in the playoffs. Running back is going to be questionable for Detroit. Uh, they're going to have to get David Montgomery from Chicago to yes. really be the guy. I know DeAndre Swift is an amazing running back, but he, for whatever reason, he's always hurt, probably because he's a pretty much smaller running back. As for the Chicago Bears, it's going to be, again, coaching. Can coaching lead the Bears to victory? I have no clue what to expect with the coach in Chicago. Matt Eberfluss, is a, he's a defensive coach. I think that at the end of the day, if he's able to put it together defensively, he brought in some good guys. Tremaine Edmonds, great linebacker from Buffalo, ends yeah. up being on this roster. TJ Edwards, great linebacker, ends up being on this roster. Could these guys provide the offense time to execute? Because this offense, let's be honest, we haven't seen it yet, and we don't know what to expect. And last year, it was god-awful. But they brought in two huge pieces in DJ Moore. And I say two because last year, we didn't really get the chance to see Chase Claypool enough, in yeah. my personal opinion. So having DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool, those three wide receivers together, it's probably going to be dynamite. And they actually plucked a really good underdog running back from Carolina in Dante Foreman. This guy is a tank. 
Just feed Dante Foreman all season, run with Justin Fields, and then run a couple slant passes here and there to DJ Moore and a play action to Chase Claypool once every like quarter. You're going to get a lot of success for the Bears. Yeah, I'm glad you had a lot of good points there. I'm glad you brought up, brought up Chase Claypool because, like, look, he's obviously, you know, been criticized and, you know, left the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he says, I think I'm one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I'm like, of course, like, look, he's he's a, he's a little bit cocky and he has some some on the football field issues uh, in terms of, you know, sometimes his head gets a little bit big and, and he doesn't seem to be a team first guy. But this guy's really freaking good. He's a great football player. He can really do it all at the wide receiver position a great jump ball uh, receiver he's got speed he's got hands and his catch radius is massive and just to pair him with dj Moore uh and you know the the ability that both of them have and i think they complement each other very very well is that's going to be you know f- some fun toys for justin fields and i think you you know like i said he brought up a lot of good points for me of course coaching is huge being able to run the football is huge uh, if if detroit let's go back to detroit now wants to be able to with the division and be the top dog for a while, it's very simple. It's going to come down to Jared Goff. And, you know, you alluded to it. And, you know, maybe the easy answer to say, oh, Jared Goff, of course, is the quarterback. But at the end of the day, that's really what it is. And can you see Jared Goff being a consistent player, a guy, you know, that leads his team to the division and to the playoffs year in and year out? Unfortunately, I, I can't say that I can. I think that it was great to see him have success at times last season because, uh, man, these guys were putting up points. And they were putting up points as well at will but do we do we really trust jared goff enough to say okay you can do it right you're the guy right now you're what's going to lead us to to a do division titles and to help us fight for a super bowl i'm not ready to do that yet you know and i know like i said they were putting up points and it was their defense that really let them down last year but it's, it's going to be jared goff and even there on the flip side for the chicago bears it's going to be justin fields because he had, he had a really good year this past year and there's a lot of hype surrounding justin fields right now right he gets DJ Moore, and uh, and you know right now they they have the draft capital, and uh, they they were able to to kind of fall back in the draft. And this Bears team is showing they really trust Justin Fields, right? You know, not only do they have a number one pick, and are they trading back, but they really led that offense around him last year and be able to either run the football, throw the football, letting him be that key decision maker for them. And you got to remember, if things do not work out in Chicago for Justin Fields is they had the number one pick, right? They had the number one pick. They had a chance at any player, any quarterback in this NFL draft that they could want. They had the pick. They were the ones that decided to trade back. Now, ultimately, uh, I have to say, I think it's the right decision. They get draft capital. Justin Fields showed signs of greatness this past season, but I really think Fields is under a lot of pressure, and we may not be talking about that uh, because we kind of assume he's going to have a senior year as he did the the season that just passed. But look, if things don't work out, they'll you could always come back and point to the fact that they had the number one pick and it's teams fight fight for that number one pick. You know how often do we see tanking? Just being able to be that number one uh, overall draft pick is huge for NFL teams. Huge, 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 and. They, they traded that up and it's gutsy. You know, it wasn't easy. I'm sure that they thought long and hard about it, but you got to keep that in mind that they had it. And what does this do? It puts, it puts their whole faith in, you know, all the eggs into the Justin Fields basket, which may not be a bad thing to do, but A, it puts pressure on him. And, uh, you know, B, it's, it's always something that they could come back on and say, you know what, crap, like, we had that number one pick. Why don't we go after a guy like CJ Stroud? Why don't we take Bryce Young? Why don't we take Anthony Richardson or, you know, any of these players right now? Because uh, I think the big point here is that having that number one pick is is very, very difficult. Obviously, 32 teams, teams fight for it. And it's really rare we see that pick being traded. So I think a lot is on Justin Fields' shoulders right now if he wants to be that top dog and if the Bears want to be that top dog in the, in the NFC North. 100%. But... At the end of the day, you have to go with a game plan. You got to execute. They already executed the number one draft pick when Justin Fields. They executed that. So it's time to fill in the other pieces that were missing. And they have done that. And getting in those receivers and Chase Claypool and DJ Moore. This team is ready to win now. They are a competitive team and will be in the playoffs probably, in my opinion, barring massive injuries. This team is ready to win. It's a matter of just going and executing look at the miami dolphins i think this is a good example where you had a questionable quarterback in tua 
What did Miami do? They rode the ship with Tua. That's what you need to do. You have to believe in your draft picks. Don't do what the Arizona Cardinals did in drafting Rosen, and then Rosen just like ends up leaving in a year. I mean, the guy got a year, and he was like a top 10 quarterback taken in that draft. It's disgusting. You got to go with what you know, and what you know is your game plan. Stick with it and see it through. And at the end of the day, you should see results. Yeah, they're gonna, obviously they show that they're they're going to have to write it out, and that's something that uh, it's going to be uh, you know up to to this organization and putting Justin Fields in the right spot in key situations and in in uh, you know positions to succeed. And uh, they really have done that this year. So you know it seems like a lot of teams are getting better in the division, except the Green Bay Packers. But it'll be uh, cool to see. Uh, you know what happens with that whole Aaron Rodgers saga, and you know, what do, what gets done um, over the the next few days. Now we're taking our, our final break a little bit shortly. Uh, any other little signings, Dominic, that caught your attention over this past few weeks? Yeah, there's a couple interesting ones that I really liked, and it um, it stems from Houston. I love what Houston is currently doing, building up another good team that is in another wide open division. I think that bringing in a guy like Dalton Schultz was a huge pickup for the Texans. This guy was playing very well in Dallas, but unfortunately got injured here and there, wasn't able to stay on the field. I think that overall they are building something that slowly but surely is going to pay dividends. I could even mention Devin Singletary. I'm not a huge Devin Singletary fan, but then again, he was kind of given a really kind of like short end on the stick in Buffalo because it was just an obsession with running the ball with Allen. We really didn't get that much opportunity to see Devin Singletary. So that's another great depth player. So all I see is all these small little players being plugged into a roster that probably will be led by Case Keenum next year. We all know it's going to be a rookie coming in as the number two, maybe probably a guy like Bryce Young probably will fit an accurate passer scheme that I think San Francisco's D'Amico Ryan is going to want to bring in a guy that's just accurate and let's see what he can do and probably bank on on their defense kind of like they had in San Francisco. As long as they have a strong defense and they have decent weapons, which they're building, I think Houston did a phenomenal job so far by solidifying uh, better pieces moving forward to next year. I'm with you. I love the Dalton Schultz signing, and I was almost hoping Miami would go after him because of the loss to, to Mike Gesicki. So we talked about a few of the free agency signings, little ones, a few of the ones that added up. A very interesting one, Dominic. In Tampa Bay, we got Baker Mayfield going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we talked about the division being wide open. Looks like Baker is going to have the potential to be QB1 with the Tampa Bay Bucks. What are your initial thoughts on that deal? I think it's a, it's a really weird, strange, good fit. Like everything all at the same time. I think it's going to be weird to see him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform on. But uh, look, obviously things didn't work out with, uh, with Carolina, with the Browns, yada, yada, yada. So now he's going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are your, uh, what are your quick thoughts on that? Well, he's definitely got some weapons up with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage just re-signed with them. So there's some good weapons up in Tampa Bay for Baker to succeed. Yeah. Uh, can, can he do it? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Can he beat Kyle Trask in training camp? It's going to be interesting. They're obviously going to be passing the ball because Rashad White seems to be the number one running back. And they let go of Leonard Fournette, which I was pretty shocked, to be honest, because I love Leonard Fournette in Tampa Bay. I thought that was a a really good guy to have to to just run north-south football. So they're going to go a different direction. They might do a spread offense and uh, see what they could do and put a lot of points on the board. It will be interesting. Todd Bowles, I'm not a huge Todd Bowles fan. I think that he's a great defensive coordinator as a head coach. Never really did anything in Arizona. He's kind of like, mm, he's kind of sinking Tampa Bay ship right now. Maybe Tom Brady left because he wanted to either A, retire, or maybe he'll come back this year when no one expects it, but I doubt it. Anyways, all that being said, Todd Bowles is a decent coach, but I don't know. Something tells me he's a better defensive coordinator. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. And, you know, to, going back to, to Baker Mayfield, I like the signing. I think that, you know, look, it's, it's, I don't think it's, there's a real high risk. It's not as if, like, like who else on the team, right? Do they have that 
it's definitely better than Baker Mayfield. You got Kyle Trask. Maybe you try and build him up. I think that, you know, if, if you're looking at being competitive this year, potentially winning the division this year and making some noise, maybe Baker Mayfield is that right guy. You know, he's established in the NFL, meaning he's played his games. He understands the league. Now, has he bounced around? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, he has bounced around. Has he been what we, you know, the Browns had hoped he would have been? Would have been? No, definitely not. But I, I think this is a good opportunity for him. I'm, I'm happy he's getting another show. And, you know, I could see this uh, potentially being a, a good fit there. And like you said, Dom, they have a lot of good weapons. You still got Mike Evans. You got uh, uh, obviously you got Braid there. You got to Godwin. Like those are those are key guys to have. I think losing Fournette, like you mentioned, was a surprise. Surprise to let them go because he seemed to fit perfectly there. But after a bit of a, a down season this year, they, they ended up letting him go. So, yeah, I actually like Baker to, to Tampa Bay. And I think I think it could be a, a possible, uh, I don't want to say incredible match there, but I, I could see, you know, with the division being open and potentially being a, a game changer there for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after losing Tom Brady. Uh, we talked about the Houston Texans, Dominic, and them getting Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. We got the reverse. We got Brandon Cooks going from the Houston Texans to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the uh, the. Dallas Cowboys keep stacking up at the wide receiver position. Brandon Cooks now, uh, you know, staying uh, staying very close to, uh, close to where he was in Houston, just uh, going to, to to Dallas now, and yeah, he's going to be uh, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys. This is a funny one. I mean, now you have a loaded wide receiver position in yeah. Dallas. I think there's too many mouths to feed in Dallas right now. Ceedee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. I mean. Ugh, I don't know, man. I just, we'll see. But if there's one guy who has to perform is Doc Prescott. Doc Prescott, dude, I think there's a war happening in that franchise and it's whether or not they run the ball or they pass the ball predominantly. Yeah. And it seems like they're going to be passing the ball again. Zeke is gone. That's the rock. I, I think that it's all about Doc Prescott and for whatever reason I think it's a sinking ship I really do I've said it a long time ago Dak Prescott is not a great quarterback prove me wrong Dak man just prove yeah. me wrong and go show everybody that you're an amazing quarterback you got three weapons okay you don't necessarily have a tight end I would imagine they're going to address that in the draft if I'm Dallas, I'm definitely taking the best tight end right now because I'm all in in the passing game. I want to see the spread offense. I want to see full ride receiver sets. I just want to see Dak air it out on every single play because that's the way that I see this offense. And if it's going to succeed, let's see what Dak can do. Yeah, and I'm not sure what this signing does for the Cowboys. Like, what, what was the rationale beside behind getting a guy like Brandon Cooks Look, he's not bad, right? He's got speed and he he's he's bounced around the league for sure, but he's got talent. And you know, when he's on, he's on. But how much better does that make this team? I'm not sure it really does. Oh no, because... William, it does. Brennan Cooks, there's a reason yeah. why everybody wants him everywhere. It's because the guy, his hands are always reliable, in my yeah. opinion, anyways. And he, he's an amazing route runner, creates separation. I mean, this team also has two really young wide receivers and Simi Fohiko or Fohoko and Jalen Tolbert, who I honestly think they're going to be upcoming receivers. They're on the bench now. And they also yeah. brought in Antonio Callaway. This this team is loaded at ride receiver. And yeah. adding a guy like Brendan Cooks is going to make it that much competitive in the entire locker room. For sure. Competitive in the locker room, competitive, uh, you know, in general, and, and harder for defenses to, to kind of key on a certain guy. Of course, C.D. Lamb will still be that guy for the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what? It adds them depth. And I, I like I had mentioned before, I think that, uh, you know, losing Amari Cooper a few years back was a, was a big loss to this Dallas Cowboys team. So I don't, I don't see that uh, Cooks is going to try and fill in that role, but it'd be good to, to kind of get the pressure a little bit off CD Lamb and, and the double coverage he's seeing. But yeah, Dak uh, is going to have to have a, a big year and it really all falls down on his shoulders. He's going to have to do it without Zeke. Never thought I'd be saying this. I really thought Zeke was going to retire a Cowboy. It'll be difficult to, to see him in another year uniform but uh yeah i think that uh you know i was shocked when they said they were going to get rid of zeke because tony Pollard, look he was better he was just simply playing out better than than uh ezekiel elliott was this year in the passing game and the running game and everything and he really is a dynamic running back tony pollard is so 
it, you know, it's, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't have been all that surprising to me to see to be Zeke being released. But I just think that like he was going to retire uh, a, a Dallas Cowboy and, and a guy that uh, like he really fits the Dallas Cowboys. And I just, I didn't find it so hard to see him wearing another uniform this past season, this next season, excuse me. Yeah, I don't know where he ends up. I really yeah. don't know where he ends up. He'll probably be a backup running back. What about Buffalo? Like, sorry to cut you off. Like, but I can, you know, Buffalo take a swing maybe at a guy like Zeke, try and take off some of the mileage out of Josh, out of Josh Allen and him running the football. I don't know. Maybe there. That's a very interesting spot. I think that they just added Harris. I was under the impression yeah. they're going to be drafting a running back. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know. We've talked about it last show. The running back position is just a position that the NFL is disrespecting galore. And uh, Zeke is another victim. And I don't know. I really don't know who's going to pick this guy up. But wherever he ends up, I hope that he gets another shot. But this might be the end of the career for Ezekiel Elliott. That's crazy, eh? Like how coming out of college and all the hype and him but almost winning you know rookie of the year and then sharing that trophy with Dak Prescott like his season is or career is really taking a turn and a lot of it has to do with Tony Pollard and how well he's fit the system but it's a difficult time right now if you're CQLA right like I mean remember the hype surrounding him and the feed me and every first down single he would make and this guy was the face of the franchise and now he's gone like that's surprising it's huge I mean Listen, the running back position, it's all about a revolving door. Sometimes they want to have three running backs in a franchise now. They all think that it's going to be like a guy's going to get hurt. There's just no respect at the position. And maybe, you know, I'm not a running back in the NFL. Maybe it's become such a violent sport that guys are just getting injured left and right. That probably is the case. But growing up, all I remember is seeing a guy getting the rock 20 times and running it north and south. The odd one would be able to catch the ball out of the backfield and really be the superstar of a franchise. I don't see that as much anymore. I find it very, very sad. I think it has to do with the NFL, the way that the salary cap has uh, glorified the quarterback position and trying to win very young and early and making the quarterback position being the hybrid position as being a runner and a passer. It's it's new new NFL. I honestly think it needs to be tweaked. And I looked at the next bargaining agreement. Guess what? It's not until 2030. So frigging people better get used to what we're seeing because you're not going to see a change until 2030. Oh, man, yeah, and I can imagine as dumb a guy who, like you, appreciates old-school football and, like you said, loves running up the middle and just bulldozing guys over and relying on defense. It's uh, it's definitely a big, big change, especially with the high-octane offense now. You just kind of letting that baby rip and t- chucking the ball down the field it's uh you know it's been it's been big for them and just kind of where the uh, the nfl is headed now it's a completely different league than it used to be so i completely uh understand that where where you're going with that i think for the dallas cowboys and zeke it's going to be uh interesting to see where he lands i could see him fitting uh in, in a few spots but you know a team hungry for a running back uh potentially there could uh you know could, could take a swing at zeke you know why not i'm sure he has he has mileage left and I think that he is still one of uh, one of the, the the decent running backs in the league, but unfortunately has seen a little bit of a decline over over the last little while. And if you stick in that division, Dom, about free agents and stuff like that, is the Philadelphia Eagles have seen to to lost quite a few players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The good news for them is they were able to to keep a big play uh, slay that everyone thought was as good as gone. They keep him, but uh, this the defense for for Philly they've lost already a few in free agency, and it, it looks like that trend. May continue a little bit within the next few days. I think a team that just made it to the Super Bowl, that's big. You know, you want to try and keep your core, everything that you have on both sides of the football. But yeah, this Philadelphia Eagles defense could look a lot uh, a lot different than it did this past season when they made the Super Bowl. 100%, William. I think that those pieces that they lost is going to hurt. You know, I think that they, they, they kept Fletcher Cox. I'm a huge Fletcher Cox fan. Yeah. That's a veteran presence in the locker room and Darius Slay is a great shutdown corner Uh, those are two good players and James Bradbury obviously another great corner this team is going to be banking on their offense to rescue them it's just that simple Jalen Hurts again it's usually the quarterback that's got to drive the franchise and I don't know man I don't think that you know Kenneth Gainwell I like Kenneth Gainwell he's a nice little addition you know that that's grown in the franchise and they brought in Rashad Penny, but I don't know. I really don't. If A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith get injured, 
this team is not going to be as competitive as they were last year. Uh, the offensive line took a hit as well. Jason Kelsey is getting older. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. The one thing's for sure is Nick Sirianni definitely came out of nowhere last year and proved a lot of people that he's a good coach. So they didn't win the Super Bowl, even though they should have won the Super Bowl. Sometimes, you know, you get that one opportunity. If you don't nail it, you know, you're going to have to wait maybe another five years. So I don't know. If you're a Jalen Hurts fan, you know, keep on cheering for the Philadelphia Eagles. I just, I'm not a Jalen Hurts fan. So we'll see. We'll see where the Eagles end up. And uh, A.J. Brown better step up like a superstar and get himself 15 touchdowns next year because they're going to need him. Yeah, A.J. Brown for sure. And I was really happy with the production Devontae Smith got too. I always liked him coming out of Alabama, that undersized guy kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder and saying, look, you don't have to be a UFC fighter to be able to catch the football on Toronto routes. So the offense, for the most part, has uh, stayed intact. But uh, the, the defense looking a heck of a lot different for the Philadelphia Eagles. With a few minutes left on the show, Dominic, anything else you're keeping your eye on for later on this week? Any other signings that you thought that, uh, you know, maybe we could, we could touch upon and allude to a few of the the, the kind of smaller ones because obviously we know there's big names out there still and uh, those names are floating around maybe some even some non-free agents that could potentially be traded but i'm looking at a guy like obj who's going to take a shot at him you're not going to tell me that there's teams not desperate enough to take a chance on him with uh, with their lack of wide receiver receivers on the squad so uh yeah like uh, i keep it on obj see what happens there but uh what are uh, i guess maybe one or two quick things you're looking forward to over the next few uh few days in terms of uh free agency my eyes on Baltimore, man. I think that Baltimore, the longer this drags out, the longer that Lamar Jackson will not be a Baltimore Raven. I honestly think that the guy is going to feel disrespected. Yeah, he could definitely play out this season and make top dollars with the um, the tag, obviously, yeah. put on him. And hopefully that doesn't really discourage him with regards to the franchise not really respecting him i think that there's going to be something bizarre that's going to happen either at the draft with lamar jackson or right before i i think i think his time's done in baltimore i think Baltimore's going to move on imagine if baltimore moved up in the draft and drafted the exact same player in anthony richardson Mm. because that's pretty much what you're going to get if you draft that guy and you're going to get him at a cheap Probably, I'm going to say, you know, the first four years, I don't know exactly how much money he would make, but we all know that rookie quarterback contracts are really, really easy to manage in comparison to the amount of money that Lamar Jackson is asking for. So I'm sorry, Lamar. I think your time's done in Baltimore and a team that's going to be willing to take a chance on that guy. You know what? At least for the next two, three years, but I wouldn't give him more than three years. And I know Lamar is probably looking for a massive contract with a bunch of guarantees, kind of like Deshaun Watson. So if he's willing to go play elsewhere, hey, Lamar, that's what I would do. Go play elsewhere, bite the bullet, yeah, be wrong, and uh, go win yourself a Super Bowl. Because I think, unfortunately, the longer this drags, Baltimore is going a different direction. Yeah, crazy times in the NFL, and it should be an incredible offseason. All right, folks, that's it for the show this week. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great week, folks. You are listening to CJLO, 69 a.m. in Montreal.